What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sports Spencer here, and today I am going to be doing my NBA lottery mock draft. Yes, I know it is a day before the actual draft, but I'm doing it better than nothing. Let's just get right into it. This will probably be a 15-20 minute podcast. This is, this is going to be a quick one. With the number one pick, we all know what's going to happen here. The Pelicans, I have them getting Zion. Zion Williamson, power forward Duke. We all know who he is. He was famous in high school, and he blew up in college. Do I think he's going to work out? I think he's going to be a good player. I think... I do think him and Zion, I mean I do think that him and Lonzo can work together to be a pretty to to be a pretty good duo. Of uh, the Pelicans' main need though, other two main needs are shooters and big men, and during this draft they can address both of them pretty easily with them getting the big man Zion Williamson, the biggest name in this draft. He will sell tickets. You. You traded Anthony Davis. That's gonna already, that's gonna hurt. That that is going to hurt the ticket sales. Now you have Zion Williamson, one of the biggest names in sports. It's gonna sell you tickets. He's a great player, and he fits with the other young players. Now they just need shooter and another big man since uh, old Julius Randle is not coming back. With the number two pick. Moving on, I have the Grizzlies getting Ja Morant with the Mike Conley trade today. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that we know exactly what they're going to do. They they made that very clear by trading away their best player. Ja Morant, point guard from uh, Murray State. I, I do have my doubts about him, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a De'Aaron Fox, Russell Westbrook, prime... I, and a prime D-Rose type of player. He's not a great shooter, but boy, is he electrifying. He is athletic. He can put people on their feet. Feet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if I'm the Grizzlies here, you got rid of Mike Conley's contract. Restart. That is what they're doing. They're pushing the restart button. And I can think that R.J. Barrett is the better player, but... Just fit-wise, they got their new head coach in. He most likely wanted John Morant. They just traded Mike Conley. They're rebuilding around him. It is very clear. With the third pick, the New York Knicks, I have them getting R.J. Barrett. This draft is a three-player draft, then it's everyone else. And the top three is basically set in stone. I think it's going to be these three. RJ Barrett to the Knicks just makes too much sense. He averaged 23 points per game during college. Him and Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., and Mitchell Robinson. I mean, that's not a great young core, but shit, that's... I'd take that. That ain't half bad. (laughs) Like, Kevin Knox, score. RJ Barrett, score. Mitchell Robinson, great defensive center. And fucking Dennis Smith Jr., kind of like the John Morant. Very electrifying, fast, can dunk it. They have a good young core going. Just if they get Darius Garland, which I don't think they will, but if they do, because that's what some reports have been saying, guys, if they draft him, it's just Frank Nielakina. 
<laughs> Usher already trying to trade him, which I expected trade to be done tomorrow, but they're already trying to trade him. Just go with the obvious pick. For once in the Knicks franchise, just go with the obvious pick. R.J. Barrett is a true blood scorer. Him, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and Mitchell Robinson makes too much sense. I mean, they have a lot of cap space, so they can bring in someone pretty good. With the fourth pick, we have the we have the Pelicans again. And this is if they don't trade the pick. So there is an asterisk beside this pick because they could very well chop it. I actually do expect them to trade it. But if they don't, I expect them to draft DeAndre Hunter, small forward from UVA. He's, he's a 3 and D guy. They need a shooter. This this guy shot, I think it was 43%, 43% from three during college. Can't get... That's pretty damn good. <laughs> you can't get too much better than that. And I do get that they already have Brandon Ingram there at the forward position. But there's a lot to do with that lineup. They can have a really good small ball lineup moving forward. And DeAndre Hunter, he's... He can fit that really well. He's a 3 and D guy. That's what the Pelicans need. 3 and D for cheap. But, but, I actually do expect him to trade this pick sometime tomorrow. So, whether that be Bradley Beal or the Hawks two first round picks, I don't know. But I do expect him to trade it. But if they don't, and DeAndre Hunter's still sitting there, it makes too much sense. <laughs> it makes actually way too much sense. Moving on to the Cavs at the fifth pick. I, I still feel bad for the Cavs that they got the fifth pick. I feel bad for them. But I do have them getting Jarrett Culver, shooting guard from Texas Tech. This kid can play. Like, this kid right here. Jarrett Culver. This man, he's kind of nice. <laughs> he's kind of nice. Like, like, they basically... I I expect him to trade Kevin Love sometime before the season starts. So that leaves everything as a need except for point guard because they have Colin Sexton. That leaves everything as a need. He, this guy, not a shooter. He's not a shooter. That's why he, he is not a shooter. I do think if DeAndre Hunter is there for the Cavs, I think that they should pick him. But, but of course, in this mock draft, he's not. So I have them getting Jared Culver, who he can drive the ball. He's a mid-range jump shot. He is an athletic kid. He's a leader. Him and Colin Sexton can make a really good backcourt for years to come. Moving on to the sixth pick, I have the Suns. Their pressing need is point guard. It's it's. It's been that way since Bledsoe left, and I do have them getting, in, in my opinion, the best point guard in this draft being Kobe White. 6'6", good passer, pretty good scorer, and he's a great leader. Him and Nazir Little did, did what they did. Yeah, that's... Like, this kid is a leader. The Suns, they have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Those are their two young guys right now. I'm not counting Josh, old Josh Jackson. I think Kobe White, I do think he has the Chris Dunn potential. But if you need a point guard, 
look no further. You either trade the pick or you pick the point guard. Those are your two options. And Kobe White, to me, is the perfect fit. Moving on to the seventh pick, continuing the point guard theme, Darius Garland, point guard from Vanderbilt. I have him going to the Bulls. And shooting. Shooting. If this team wants to go for like the mini Warriors type type of thing with shooting, 47% from three. 47% from three. <laughs> he averaged 16 points per game during his last season. Think about it. Darius Garland, Lauren Markkinen. Already, that's really good. Yet, and you're throwing Zach Levine, who can put up 20-plus points per game. You have Wendell Carter Jr., who's a good young big man. And you have Otto Porter Jr., who, he is really overpaid, but he can... He can score. He can shoot pretty well. That's a good young core. That's a lot of shooters. That's a lot of scoring. And I don't think he's that great of a leader, but that's where Zach Levine comes in. That's why I didn't have Darius Garland going six to the Suns. That's because, I mean, he's a fair leader. I just think Kobe White is a better leader. But when it comes to shooting which the Bulls, they already have. But if they get more, they're pretty unstoppable from the three ball. Well, in a few years, that is. They're going to be trash next year no matter what. But, I mean, look at it. Think about it. Nothing but scores. Bulls, they could use that pretty well. (laughs) They could use that very well. Moving on to the Hawks at a... I do have them getting Cam Reddish. And Cam Reddish third? Yeah, he was the third overall prospect coming out of high school. He committed to Duke with Zion and RJ. And uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I. It's, it's not his fault. He was... He was in the shadow. He was shadowed out by even guys like Trey Jones. But... Just because he averaged, well, 12 points per game, I, I don't know, he averaged 13, and he wasn't that great of a shooter, he didn't have much of a shot. Now, you pair him with a guy like Trey Young, who is a great passer, Cam Reddish's potential, oh, there it is. That's what I think is going to happen. I think his potential, I mean, I get it that he was a fourth wheel, and it wasn't great. Uh, and he was not a great shooter. But this kid still has potential, people. He's good on defense. And, I mean, he didn't really score much at Duke. But, it, but I mean, at, at, in high school, the kid could score. And he's not going to need to be such a great passer with Trey Young being the one passing. That did not make much sense, but I hope you tried to make out what I just said. <laughs> like, the Hawks don't need a great passer because they have Trey Young. They need a scorer. Cam Reddish can be that scorer if you tap into his potential. Wow, that whole that whole pick spiel didn't make much sense. I'm sorry about that. My, my fucking grammar. Jesus. Okay, moving on to the ninth pick with the Wizards. I do have them getting Bobo, center from Oregon. 
I think they should take this risk. I think they would be stupid not to take this risk because they don't have plans on trading Bradley Beal. That is not in their plans. So clearly they're not going full-on rebuild. Clearly they still want to win, which is kind of baffling to me. But hey, they still want to win. And let's face it, at the ninth pick, you're not going to find too many great players. Like, basically... After the 5th, 6th pick, the draft falls off heavily. And at the ninth pick, most of the time, you're, you're, you're not going to get a, a great player. So, if they don't trade it, Bobo, 7-3 and plays like a guard. Him, John Wall, Bradley Beal, well, at least when John Wall gets back from his torn Achilles. If Bobo can just not be hurt if he can stay healthy and translate his game into the NBA decently cuz i don't think a lot of people can stop a 73 guy who can shoot threes pair that with Bradley Beal John Wall that's a that ain't half bad ball ball number 9 makes it, it makes sense to me it, it, it makes a lot of sense to me Moving on to the 10th pick, I have the Hawks again, and I have them getting Rui Hachimura. Yeah, I'm sorry if I did not pronounce that right. That's a that's a tough last name, but he was the power forward for Gonzaga. And with them having Cam Reddish and Trey Young, two good scores, why not throw in one more? Why not throw in a power forward who shot 41% from three? Why not throw in the power forward who almost averaged 20 points per game? I get it. You do have John Collins there. Throw him at center. Think about it. You have Trey Young and Kevin Huerta. I, I can't pronounce his last name. Making threes. Throw in this Rui guy who's a scorer. Him and John Collins. That's a that's a that's a good power forward center duo for a pretty long time. Moving on to the 11th pick, I have the Timberwolves getting Nasir Little and this this honestly does not have too much too much explanation. He's the best player on my board that is not a center because they don't need a center because they have Carl Anthony Towns. And let's face it, Wiggins He's he's not that great. He's not that great. So yep, that did not need much. At at the twelfth pick, I do have the Hornets getting Romeo Langford. He's a pure scorer with great potential. That's that is why I have him as a lottery pick. Pair him up with Kemba Walker. Well, that is if Kemba stays. But if you want him to stay, that team's not a scoring team. Romeo Langford. He's a good scorer. Moving on to number 13, I have the Heat getting Brandon Clark. Um Brandon Clark He's he has great defense. He's a great defensive guy. He's a really good athlete too. And the Heat their big man situation Hassan Whiteside's probably gone next year. Why not train this kid who has a lot of potential now before it's potentially too late? 
like, is Kelly Olynyk your guy? Kelly Olynyk, is he your guy? I mean, let's face it, it's Kelly Olynyk. He's not your guy. And Hassan Whiteside most likely gone next year. You're gonna need a big man. Boom, you found one. <laughs> you found a great defensive big man. Basic, basically, twenty fifteen sixteen. Hassan Whiteside. Moving on to the 14th and final pick in this mock draft, I have the Celtics, who have the Kings pick, getting Sekoui Dumboya, the uh, the French dude. Yeah, French guy. <laughs> yep, the power forward from France. Um, Yeah, the Celtics, they're losing Al Horford. They're losing Kyrie Irving. If they really, I, I think they'd be the team to force a pick, and I think they're gonna force this pick. I don't think he's gonna fall this far, but I mean he's young. I don't, I, I, I don't think a lot of him to be honest, because I haven't watched much of his tape. But this Celtics team, they're going to need a big man. And I think they're going to force a pick. Yeah, that's about it for that pick. Well, that's going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Um, I have the AFC West edition of Did They Get Better coming out probably Sunday. And I, I, I am going to be doing an NBA News Weekly thing. I'm going to do that. I'm not sure what day, Monday or Tuesday. Not sure what day. I I will be doing that for like a month or two leading up to the next season. So, so uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me today. I, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and have a great day. And before I cap off this mock draft, I do want to talk about one guy who I think is the biggest sleeper in this draft. He is from Virginia. His name is Kyle Guy. I think he's the biggest sleeper this draft has to offer, and he's he's a pro-ready player. If you watch the NCAA tournament, you know Kyle Guy was, to me, the best player on the court. And if you're a team in the second round that needs some shooting, or, or and the late first, do you know that guy Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, he's from Virginia. Like, get a guy who was good in college. Kyle Guy made clutch free throws versus during the Final Four. He led the team past Texas Tech and the National Championship, and he did this while shooting probably 45% from three. Let me, let me look real quick. But this man, Kyle Guy, like, he fits so many teams. He fits so ma- He shot 42% from three. Like, I don't see why mock drafts don't have him getting picked. I don't see why people don't like this guy. It makes too much sense to have a leader who led the team to the national championship and, and who can shoot threes. I think Kyle Guy is like the next Malcolm Brogdon. Makes too much sense.